0: I thought I had one more minute. I had to get in from the tomb. He is risen. He is risen. Indeed. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Excellent. The early risers uh, have come out at Trinity Lutheran Church. We decided to start inside. We had to make a game time decision on having electronics outside and guitars outside. We decided just to start inside. Uh, this morning. So we're honored by your presence and welcome to all those who are visiting with us online, worshiping with us online across the island, across the country. So we're thankful for that as well. Uh, Everything you need is uh, going to be printed in your bulletin, also projected for you as well. And uh, I need you to really stay awake and participate through the whole service, because this is worship, and that means we are all participating uh, together. Um, We also see that the table is set for Holy Communion, and that invitation, as always, is open to all. No matter where where your journey has taken you, you are welcome always at this table. We begin, you may remain seated as we begin, we're going to begin with this uh, Easter morning responsive reading. On Good Friday... Now the power of death is broken. Thanks be to God. On Good Friday,
1: the cross was a symbol of death.
0: Now it is a symbol of life. Thanks be to God. The tomb was full. Now the empty. We have come to God's house. We have come to God's house. We have come to God's house. It is Easter is he is risen indeed
2: it is
0: and we are Easter people is he is risen indeed you may remain seated for our call to worship
1: so you have a part in here it's not gonna be well there it is that part you can do this part it goes like this <laughs> he is alive practice that once go
2: he is alive
1: great you'll have them about four times so you'll be ready all right you'll be ready um and we were gonna have a piano player here but we'll see we'll just we'll just sing it One. mary mary came to a tomb mary Mary looked into that room, and she saw nothing, she saw nothing, and she cried. Mary, Mary wept at the tomb, Mary, Mary now lost in her gloom, why are you weeping, who are you looking for, I am by name you may never
0: Now, if it's comfortable for you, I invite you to stand. Gathered in God's house, we worship on this Easter in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And the great uh, processional hymn of Easter: uh, Jesus Christ is risen today. 22. Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Loving God, we gather in the early morning of your resurrection. We have been mourning and weeping, believing that you have been taken from us. Instead, you meet us in the garden of new life. Here in this sacred place, we discover that you are alive, that sin and death cannot defeat you. We praise your holy name on this Easter, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated.
3: He is risen. He is risen indeed. The Easter reading is from the second chapter of Luke. The birth of Jesus. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinus was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, the city of David called Bethlehem who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth When they saw this, they had made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. The word of the Lord.
1: Telling the depth of despair, compelling bravely to hope, they're clinging while service the faithful.
0: Thank you, Sally. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Sheila. Thank you, Carl. Uh, It's early in the morning to get up and get your voices going and your fingers moving, and we really appreciate the fact that you uh, got up early to sing for us and play for us. Now, at the end of the sermon, it says you're going to participate in the song afterwards. You're not. So, Carl's just going to sing that song for us. So, your place will be just to dwell in the word and let Carl minister to you at the end of the service. Um, Now, I got to tell you that, well, (laughs) put my jacket on, (laughs) fits just right. See, 25% of the time, Easter falls on the same weekend as the Masters Golf Tournament second Sunday in April, right? Every year, for countless years, I have entered a lottery for tickets to go to the Masters in Augusta, Georgia. Now, you might ask, what are the odds of winning the Masters lottery and getting tickets? Well, if you enter every year of your life, and you can only enter once a year, you would get tickets every 200 years. (laughs) Well, after years of losing... This year I won. The master's tickets were delivered to my house on Whidbey Island, and this year the master's and Easter are on the same weekend. Lead me not into temptation. You see, I'm just not really sure how God works. Was this like a test of some kind for me, or was this some kind of a heavenly joke? But i got to tell you, even though I'm a pastor, even though I've been doing this stuff all my life, most of the time I really don't know how God works. I can't really figure it out. And I'm really hoping my friends are having a fun time at the Masters without me. The sermon title this morning is Understanding God. He has risen. He is risen now let's try Merry Christmas What was with that lesson, huh? Did you understand that? Is it December? Am I missing something? Yeah, sometimes I just don't understand. I received an email from a woman who was beside herself in grief. She was questioning now her faith. Turns out she spends a lot of time watching the news. Gun violence, the war in Ukraine. Migrants perishing at sea and the general lack of civility in our nation left her depressed and sad and questioning her faith. I told her that I would be depressed too if I spent much time watching the news. She said, tell me, if there is a God, then why? Why is there so much violence and greed and heartache in the world? I just don't understand God. I just don't understand God my response was tell me do you like pizza she said yes I said do you understand why they make pizza in the round put it in a square box and serve it in a triangle do you get that (laughs) understand God a mere creature understanding the master of the universe now that's an interesting concept is it not I was counseling with a young couple They'd been married a few years, and things were starting to kind of come apart. So they sat in my office. The young woman was unhappy in the marriage, the man mostly clueless. She said she loved her husband, but she, then she shared this litany of concerns. He does not listen. He is emotionally unavailable. He plays video games. He does not help around the house. And when it was his turn, he said, listen. Listen. I go to work every day. I don't drink. I don't run around. I don't understand women. I just wish they came with directions. My reply Have you ever met a man that read directions? Let's hear the, Christ, the Easter story now. We heard the Christmas story from Orion. Let's, let's focus now on this Easter story. And having been trained in early childhood development, I know that you're more likely to remember the story if you participate. So you're going to be participating. Our gospel reading is coming from the gospel of John, but we're all going to participate in the reading. Amen? Ready? Ready? Okay, you're going to follow the projection cue cards, which will be projected for you. So we're going to go through this lesson, but every time you hear the word run or ran or running, you're going to stomp your feet. Go ahead practice. Okay. Enthusiasm. Every time you hear the word weep or wept or weeping, do that. Go ahead and practice. Okay, pretty good, pretty good. And every time I point to you, I want you to shrug your shoulders in disbelief. Kind of put your arms out like this and say, I just don't understand. I just don't understand. There we go. Good. And if you hear me say, I have seen the Lord, then repeat that back to me. I have seen the Lord. Okay, you ready then? Here we go. Easter in the Gospel of John. It was early on the first day of the week. While well, it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the the stone had been removed from the tomb. She ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have laid him. Then Peter and the other disciple set out and went toward the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down to look inside and saw linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. Then Peter came following him, and Peter went into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there, and the cloth had been on Jesus' head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went in, and he saw and believed. For as yet, they did not understand. understand. They did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Then the disciples ran back to their homes. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb, and she wept. She bent over to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels sitting where the body of Jesus had been lying, one at the head and one at the feet. The angels said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not recognize him. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you looking for? Now Mary, supposing him to be the gardener, said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. And in that moment, her eyes were opened, and she recognized him and said, Rabbi, teacher. Jesus said, Go now. Go to my brothers and tell them what you have seen. Mary Magdalene ran... Back to the other disciples, she announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. Lord. And she told them that Jesus had said these things to her. But the disciples did not understand what it all meant. That's the gospel of the Lord. Fantastic. Now you're all trained, so really, it's a lot to ask you to come back to both the next two services. But, uh, but you're trained, so if you'd like to, that would be great. That's our story. That's our Easter story. And this is a story that's not isolated in history. It happened once, but in some sense, it happens every day. It happened once, and it continues to change the world 2,000 years later. In the Easter story, the dead are resurrected. And the living dead, those walking in grief... Those weighed down in shame are lifted up to new life by the grace of God. He is risen. risen. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. See, two familiar stories, right? Honestly, now, which story is easier for you to relate to? How many would say Easter? How many would say Christmas? Interesting. Yeah. Christmas is this four week cultural celebration that includes lights and parties and non stop Christmas songs, Santa pictures, shopping, TV specials, fruitcake maybe, maybe a bonus at work. It's a national holiday and a holiday break for students and teachers. Easter's very different. It's not a federal holiday. No songs on the radio. No gifts are exchanged. No work parties. For the most part, it's about the bunny, egg hunts, ham, and candy. Now, if we look at the Easter story and the Christmas story side by side, we find some commonalities, but we also find some striking differences. Both stories are miracle stories. God Breaking into the world and doing something unexpected, extraordinary, beyond what is humanly possible, beyond our understanding. Now, one is a birth story, and the other is a resurrection story. Now, I would imagine that most of us uh, have birth stories, find those birth stories are easier to comprehend than resurrection stories. How many of you were born? (laughs) Right. So there must be a birth story in there for you somewhere, known or unknown. Some of you have given birth. How many have changed a diaper here? Ever changed a diaper? Most of you, yes. How many have ever held a baby before? Yeah, that's good work if you can get it. You see, the Christmas story is the familiar shrouded in mystery and it's filled with expectation and hope can you think of anything more hopeful in the human experience than the birth of a baby now the Christmas story begins with miracles an angel shares the good news of two pregnancies one unexpected and one impossible and Mary and Elizabeth dance for joy now in the face of this mysterious moving of God the angel does not offer any explanations. Only words of comfort, saying, do not be afraid. The Christmas story, a star in heaven, light overcoming darkness, a multitude of angels, shepherds and sheep invited to the party. A baby, it's a boy, nursed by his mother, wrapped in bands of cloth to restrict movement. And the child... Is placed where? In a manger. A stone feed trough. And then gifts are presented frankincense and myrrh. These are strange gifts, my friends. What were they? Embalming agents and cures for the ailments of humans. A child is born and the word is consistent. Do not be afraid, Mary. Do not be afraid, Joseph. Shepherds, do not be afraid. A mystery beyond our understanding. Christmas, Emmanuel, God with us. Why did God do it this way? How did God do it this way? If only I could understand God. Now, Christmas might be hard to grasp. Easter is even less understandable. The Easter story begins not with hope, but with an absence of hope. Easter begins with the heart of human darkness, Violence, betrayal, shame, suicide, murder. Darkness covers Jerusalem at noon. The foundations of the earth tremble. Hope is lost. And from the cross we hear the words, it is finished. The mother who held the Christmas child now holds her mutilated son. His body is anointed for burial. The Christmas child is once again wrapped in bands of cloth. But there is no movement to be restricted this time. No crying he made. The little Lord Jesus, now a man, he is dead. The child that emerged from his mother's womb on a starry, starry night has now been sealed in the silent darkness of a stone tomb. I don't get it. Why was this all necessary? Can any of you explain it to me? If only I could understand God, God's movement, and often God's silence. Understanding? Understanding God, I don't understand pizza and I don't read directions. Easter, the sun rises. The angels are back on duty. The disciples slowly come out of their tombs. No need to be afraid. No need to weep. Look in at the empty tomb. The miracle, you see, like all miracles, is not dependent upon comprehension or intellectual assent or understanding. This is a miracle. This is outside the norm of the human experience. This is God breaking into the world, the one who was dead, has been resurrected. And what of the walking corpses? Those whose lives had ceased on Good Friday, those disciples who left Jesus alone, what would happen now to those who carried an unbearable load of grief and regret and shame? For the dead and for the living dead, there would be resurrection on that first Easter. Now, the mythology of God was unclear, but the message of God was undeniable. Death would not have the last word. The broken, lost, despairing disciples of Jesus were caught up in a drama, in a miracle that they would never understand. But Easter would free them to live in God's grace, and consequently they would go forth to change the world forever. Changing the world was not dependent upon their understanding. It was only dependent upon their faith in something that they could not understand. A God who is mostly hidden from us. A God who is infinitely more complex and mysterious. A God who is eternal. Eternal. Is that a concept you can grasp? This God broke into the human story to live with us, to love us, to teach us a better way, to wash feet, to die, and to reveal our future in the resurrection. Now, it seems to me there might have been an easier way to do all this, but what do I know? We are creatures. We will never, never understand pizza or men or women or God's movement. Some things are just beyond human comprehension. But Christmas and Easter still have something to say to us. As if God said, listen, I created you. I don't have a lot of confidence in your ability to remember a lot of details. So I'm just going to keep this simple. Maybe you want to write it down. Don't be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid of God. Do not be afraid of tomorrow. Do not be afraid of the future. Do not be afraid. That is what the angel said to Mary and Joseph and the disciples on that Easter morning. In fact, do not be afraid is the most common word that God speaks to humans in the Bible. God's word for you this morning. Do not be afraid and do not think that you are alone or that you are forgotten by God. No, you are loved. And the love of God has the power to destroy your shame and destroy your guilt. That love can pull you out of hiding, out of a tomb of your own making. That love will give you the courage to change your story and to experience abundant life again. You are loved, you are forgiven, and you are never alone. Are you writing this down? Love. There's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. Nothing. Get that? Say it back to me. Nothing. 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 Not sin. Not addiction. Not depression. Not doubt. Not unbelief. Not despair. Not suicide. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. And what about death? Don't think for a minute that death can separate you from the love of God. For when your life is over, when it's time to leave this earth, you'll simply be going home. Everyone before you has made the journey. Everyone after you will make it too. God says no need to be afraid. You see, it's a mystery. It's a mystery beyond our understanding. But in that time, you'll take the hand of the one who knit you together in your mother's womb, and you will experience... An Easter resurrection. No need to understand it. You can't change it or alter it. It's God's reality. It's a miracle. It's the mysterious Christmas and Easter gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: In the morning, when I rise, in the morning. understand when I don't understand when I don't understand again
0: invite you to stand. Peace of the Lord be with you. Please share an Easter greeting with one another. Thank you. uh, Thank you for sharing that greeting of the peace. Um, After the service, If you want to stick around, they've been cooking uh, all morning, since very early this morning, cooking breakfast for you. So if you'd like to stay for coffee, breakfast, uh, uh, you'd go out of the sanctuary, go down the Sunwalk hallway, and they have you coming in that way to the lines uh, for food. So you're welcome to do that. Uh, We've got some great cooks in the kitchen. We're thankful for them. A lot of young people serving as well, and we're thankful for that. Um, also. So, uh, breakfast down the hall and in the gym on the far side. Uh, Thanks, too, to all the wonderful uh, volunteers that we have in the church, all of our musicians, our outside gardeners, the cooks in the kitchen. And and look at that beautiful display up here, huh? Uh, Verna Lawson and Earl and their entire team. They've got a big team that comes in. And uh, after the services on uh, Good Friday... Uh, everything is barren up here. There's nothing up here at all. And they come rolling in uh, late Friday night and on Saturday morning and turn in uh, this uh, chancel into a beautiful display. So I would encourage you afterwards to come up with your family, get pictures by the garden here, lots of beautiful backdrops here as well. Um, so let's see, what else? Uh, communion today... Uh, what you need to know about communion is all are welcome always doesn't matter where your journey's been doesn't matter if you've never worshiped the Lutherans before you're welcome here because it's not a Lutheran table it's the lord's table there's only one host and that's Jesus and He invites you to come so you'll come down the center aisle the ushers will help you with that you'll come to our little river Jordan there you'll hold out your hand to receive the host hold on to the host momentarily and then you'll dip your uh, a wafer into the first chalice, which has wine, or the second chalice, which has grape juice. And we also have gluten free as well. If you let us know, we can serve you with that also. Uh, next Sunday, we go back to our more traditional time. No 7 a.m. service next week. Uh, the services go back to 8 and 10:30. And next Sunday is T-shirt Sunday and Chocolate Sunday. So you got your favorite chocolate recipe, bring that in. Wear your favorite T-shirt, and we'll be Easter. will continue. Uh, next week uh, here at uh, Trinity Lutheran Church. So uh, we also have, Carl's waving at me, a concert on Wednesday the 16th. There you go. Uh, David Roth is going to be here. Uh, You've heard his music. Uh, We use his music often. And uh, he's come here to our sanctuary uh, several times through the years, but COVID kind of slowed all that down. But he's coming back for a concert that night it's a uh, free will offering only it's fantastic for adults and children and your neighbors would encourage you to come out uh, come out on that wednesday night uh, april the 19th, 19th uh, in the evening here uh, we're going to transition towards holy communion as we transition we have a piece that uh, carl and ron are going to do for us uh, easter hallelujah <laughs>
1: crown of thorns placed on his head, he knew that he would soon be dead, he said, did you forget me, father, did you, they nailed him to a wooden cross, soon all the world would feel the loss of Christ the king before his hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. He hung his head and prepared to die, then lifted his face up to the sky, said, I am coming home now to you. held his final sip was gently lifted to his lips he drank his last and gave his soul to glory Hallelujah. Hallelujah. hallelujah 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 Truly, this is Jesus Christ, our Savior. He looked with fear upon his sword, then turned his face to Christ our Lord, and fell to his knees crying, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. crown and wrapped him in a linen gown and laid him down to rest inside the tomb. The holes in his hands, his feet inside, now in our hearts we know he died to save us from ourselves. Oh hallelujah! 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 again they came to move the stone to bless the slain with oil and spice anointing hallelujah but as they went to move the stone they saw that they were not alone but jesus christ had risen hallelujah hallelujah
0: Continue the great thanksgiving that is projected for you. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to
2: give God thanks and
0: praise. It is right to give God thanks and praise. Especially on this Easter day, the celebration of the resurrection. And so it is that we will gather around this table. And Christians across the globe and across denominations and of a variety of colors and creeds will gather around a table like this, and we'll find our unity in the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. As we do so, we remember a Thursday night in Holy Week, just a few days ago. It was the night in which he was betrayed, and on that night our Lord Jesus took the bread and gave thanks He broke it and he gave it to his disciples, those who were about to betray him. He said, take and eat. This is my body, given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup and gave thanks. And he gave it for all to drink, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. As often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, Jesus Christ has promised to be present with us. Let us pray now as he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven. be thy. gifts of God for the people of God all are welcome please come Now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you now and always in God's grace. Fed and forgiven, go out those doors and make a difference in the world where you find yourself this week. We are sent from this place as the hands and feet of Christ in the world. The world needs us. And as you go, may God bless you and keep you. May God's face shine on you and be gracious to you. May God look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In our sending Him, let us talents and tongues employ.